It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a wonderful actress. And I'll tell you, she was in a, I think, a really underrated series a while ago called Conviction. And she was terrific in that. But Ali McBeal. Uh, everyone knows her from uh, Law and Order Criminal uh, Intent, uh, Boardwalk Empire. She was terrific. Masters of Sex. She has a resume a mile long. She's terrific. There's a reason for that, and and it is because she's wonderful at what she does. And Togo is her latest, and it's on Disney Plus, and it uh, looks like a great, uh, great flick. It's getting rave reviews. She, as always, getting great uh, rave reviews. William Defoe's in that as well. But Julianne Nicholson is our very special guest, and I'm thrilled to have her. Uh, Julianne, how are you? Frank, I'm going to call you every morning for my daily affirmation. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I'm I'm not kidding. I I turned on a movie the other day, and I had no idea you were in it, and, and the role you you were just terrific. Uh, I Tanya. Um, and yeah. uh, you know, and that everything Thank I you. see you in is is like a oh, standout performance. You're terrific, and uh, oh, other other actors you. bring you up as uh, as an example of somebody who really knows their craft and uh, terrific. But if you can tell us a little about uh, Togo. Um, I'm so excited about Togo. Togo, first of all, is the first thing that I've done. My children were born, who are age ten and twelve, that wow. they can watch. So that right there is like a joy, and. Um, it's Togo is about a dog. It's uh, it's an untold until now true story about the serum run in 1925 in Nome, Alaska, where there's a diphtheria outbreak, and the only means of getting the the nearest serum was by dog sled. And um, Togo was uh, the runt of the litter. He's owned by Leonard Seppala and his wife Constance who I play, Willem Dafoe play the incredible Willem Dafoe plays Sephora. Um, and they undertake this incredible uh, journey to transport the serum. And, you know, with conditions, the craziest conditions, there's a storm blowing in, it's 60 below zero, there's wind, there's ice. Um, it's a pretty heroic and moving story. Well, everything that I've read and, you know, I've seen the trailer and, and everything, and you, you might, your first reaction, if you're a cynic, might be like, oh, there goes Disney again. But it's a true story. It's a true story. And for everything I've read about it and, and heard about it from even cynics is, is that it's pretty, pretty damn close to, to the actuality of what happened, which is a very, very it's nice pr- as well. Yeah. It's really, what I love about it is um, it feels like sort of a throwback to the older Disney films where um, it's not sugar-coated. It's an actual, it feels like the actual, you know, telling of the relationship between this man and his dog, but they're not trying to make the dog into a person. They're not trying to cute him up. It's just sort of capturing what that is, that you know, the, that bond, which has been around for thousands of years. Um and it is a true story. So there is, um, you know, there is real danger and adventure. And our director and DP is also the, he's, yes, the man who directed, directed it, Erickson Kaur, is also the cinematographer. And he's got years, and he's a wilderness guide, a first responder. Um, he's done Fast and Furious movies. So he has a real 
understanding of the elements that we were in, but also capturing action. And he also had a wolf for 12 years. So he also, you know, relates to the dog wow. story. So there's a lot, a lot there. I think he's done a really wonderful job. Well, let me remind everyone, if they're just joining us a little late or turning on their radios a little late, Frank McKay here with just a fantastic actress, and I'm thrilled to have her, Julianne Nicholson, and uh, she is uh, she's wonderful in every Boardwalk Empire, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. I, I could sit here for an hour just talking about uh, the the resume she's put together, but the the quality of work is uh, is is really what's impressive with Julianne. And when you watch her in something, well, you you re- you get caught up, and you almost forget that she's you almost forget that she's acting. She is terrific at at what she does, and it's always nice to talk to someone who's great at what they do. Uh, Julianne, let, let me uh, ask you. You referenced the kids. Um, you, this is uh, this is a story that they could actually see, and it's really not uh, from the trailer anyway. It doesn't look like it's sugarcoated. Uh, is this is this something that they've already seen? Do you have like a, a, a sneak preview of it for the kids? Have they seen it you already? Know what, Frank, I'll tell you. I, I, I had it was literally like Mission Impossible. I had a link. I had to practically like give away, you know, sign off my firstborn to watch it. <laughs> it. I got it for a certain amount of time. It had I had to watch on my tiny laptop with my name sort of emblazoned across the top. So that's what we all watched together. There were four of us sort of huddling around my computer. Um, and so it was my husband, my two children, and myself. And we all have very different tastes in, in what we choose to watch generally. Um, and this one just ticked all the boxes for all of us. And it was so thrilling. My daughter and I were crying, you know, it's, we're crying at the end because it's a very moving story. I'm not going to give anything away, but sure. it actually sort of gets under your skin. And so we were sort of, you know, crying and then looking at each other and laughing because we were crying. And then the next morning she said to me, mom, you know, I was, I was crying because it's, it's a little bit sad, she said, but also because I was so proud of you. And it was just like, wow. okay, I'm done. Good night. Thanks, wow. folks. Drop the mic. <laughs> only drink. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. How great that, is that? I work and I go away and they don't, you know, they don't get to see it. Because half the time, you know, Boardwalk Empire, like Law and Order, I don't want them watching that right. stuff. And they don't want to. So to be able to bring this to and watch it with my whole family was such a gift. It was so lovely. Uh, does that steer you? In, into uh, certain roles that you're going to seek out, uh, that you have that because you know you you don't have a lot to prove as an actress. You're 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 respected. You're respected uh, by the by the audience. You're respected by your peers. With uh, with that kind of moment and that kind of situation, does that uh, does that steer your your thinking for career wise? You know, a lot of a lot. Honestly, what happens with an actor a lot is you know up until now, and I'm starting to think at this point in my career to maybe sort of take hold of the steering wheel a little bit more, but a lot of it comes from, you know, what you do um, that people think of you for other things, and it's what crosses your desk, what comes in, and then it's sort of saying yes or no to those things. Um, And for me, a lot of the times, it's just reading it and if I respond to it or not, which is actually sometimes an unknown. And then there are other things that it just sort of practically makes sense because someone these people are involved with doing it or it's going to be shown there or you know there's a number of different reasons of why i i take it or it's maybe i need to like you know pay the rent and then there's yeah, that consideration right. as well i love what i do but i also have to my job right um so there's a number of different things to consider but definitely um 
Well, now they're getting older, so they'll they'll be able to see some of the stuff that I do. But yeah, it's it's a consideration, and and it's something. I'd like to do something next that's a little bit. Um, I'd like to do a couple of things now that are a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to always go to the dark side. Yeah, you're always playing a cop, a detective, uh, you know, like uh, yeah, or know, there's like nose. some terrible thing happening to her. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to like maybe laughing on set. Yeah, well, that's that's terrific. I, and one one last question on that, and I'll let you go. I know you got a, a whole schedule ahead of you, but uh, do you think that moment, you know, with the with the kids, uh, do you think they have the bug to to be actors, or uh, is it something that because they saw Togo, let's say, uh, for for example, and they realize, hey, this is mom, and she's in this wonderful, that she's in this wonderful movie, and it's Disney and and everything else. Uh, do do they get the bug because of this, or did they already have the bug, or are they, you know, not think, affected? I don't think I don't think they have the bug yet in terms of like what they want to pursue. Neither one of them says they want to go into acting, so. I mean, maybe that will come as we as we go on. My daughter is going to do a sort of a community theater thing um, starting in the new year, but yeah, it's much nice. more, you know, it's amateur. It's more for like fun and yeah, that's cool. And, and doing it that way, and yeah, so w we shall see. But um, so far, I think they just look at it, look at it as like if they, we're going to have a screening with with them and their friends at, at a friend's house was a big screen, and so we've invited some of their classmates. Um, and wow. I think that's that's the fun thing. It's more to sort of sh you know show their friends like what what I'm doing. But they haven't they haven't spoken about wanting to do it themselves yet. If, and I dare I say thank thank God. Yeah, what a what a great thing, what a great thing to do the screening with the the kids. I, I love that. And it's a you know it's a great movie for William Defoe. Kids are going to get to see a great actor that they probably wouldn't see, uh, you know, at their age. And uh, and and yeah. you to see that and then connect that with the kids. Oh, what a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, listen. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll let you run. Julianne Nicholson has been our very special guest. Julianne, give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. I'm on Instagram at Julianne Nicholson Official, and I'll be posting some pics in the in the coming weeks and sort of behind the scenes and stuff like that for Togo. Well, you're absolutely terrific. Congratulations on an incredible career, still going strong. And, uh, congratulations on Togo. It's getting you know rave reviews on, on the early uh, early pre-release uh, stuff. And I'll tell you what, just a, a great career. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, um, what a great way to start my day, and I hope you love the movie. I, I do, too, and I know I will. Take care, Julianne. Thanks, Frank. Have a great day. You, too. Julianne Nicholson, everyone. And again, uh, like she said, you've seen her in some heavy stuff with with horrible things happening around her. She doesn't want her, her 10 and 12-year-old uh, watching Boardwalk Empire. Uh, my kid was in uh, the, the second episode of Boardwalk Empire. If anybody watched that show, he was the kid in the dentist chair. And it was a pretty harsh, it was a pretty harsh scene. A guy was getting murdered and and uh, it, it, language was, was harsh. But anyway, Ju uh, Julianne Nicholson is... Um, has been our very special guest, and Togo is the name of the movie. It looks good. It, it looks really good from the trailer. It's on Disney+, Plus, and you'll be able to watch it streaming, and William Defoe is always great. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Thrilled to have Tyrus here with us, uh, a.k.a. George Murdoch, and uh, he's a pro wrestler and uh, commentator, political commentator, uh, former bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, and now author uh, adds to his resume uh, and it's called name of the book and it's just out yesterday just Tyrus a memoir uh, and it's it promises to, to be very inspirational very entertaining and uh, everything else you, you could imagine it's a must get everyone please get this book Tyrus how are you I'm good man I'm, I'm maintaining man how are you today I'm doing terrific and uh, if you can uh, let us know if there's anything that that you may have forgotten about or that you may have suppressed that came out in, in the process of writing the book? Man, that is, that is a phenomenal question, man. Um, yeah, a lot of things that you don't think about come about. Uh, I would say that everyone should write a book, whether you publish it or not, even if it's just for yourself, uh, about your life. And it's amazing how much one thing, it's like a chain link, like, oh, this and oh, that. And even after... Uh, the book was done. There was things that I had not even thought about when I was uh, reading the finished copy back that I was like, oh, I left this out and oh, I forgot this and oh, there was this part. So, yeah, I mean, probably the biggest thing like was stuff with my childhood. I think I, uh, I had forgotten a lot about the relationship of my uh, foster dad and me and how uh, special he was to me. So that was uh, that was one of those feel good things where you just kind of like, wow, I forgot about that. And then it just kind of like one of the stories uh, I talked about, I used to, I used to be obsessed with wanting to catch frogs in Peabody, Massachusetts. There's not a lot, there's not a ton of them out there. And uh, he would take me to the front yard and look and look for hours with me in the grass and rocks and stuff for frogs. And he knew damn right well, there was no frogs out there, but he did it just to do something with me. And you know, that, uh, that, happy memory I had completely forgotten about. So, uh, and I was, I was fortunate that I got to, to relive that for a little while. So yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things come up. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, what, a, what an awesome uh, thing for, for a dad and a, a father figure to, uh, to do is just ignore the logical and just, uh, just spend time right. any way you can. It's just great. Yeah, and, it, and and we all need to. And I'm a parent now, and I do it all the time. And I don't, I never really realized where I got it from, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, even it's weird. It's it's a it's a, such a great question, man. Uh, even like I named uh, my daughter's name is uh, Georgie, and I didn't even realize his nickname for me was Georgie. It's like you you subconsciously forget stuff, you know. And um, I was just, I was just like. I didn't, uh, it's just, it's really a, a, a process, you know, and the success of the book has just been, uh, I'm just, I'm a little bit shocked, uh, you know, I broke, we broke it at number one, uh, we're still 
Amazon number one bestseller and Barnes and Nobles this morning, we became the number one bestseller and uh, we're sold out in a lot of stores and a lot of reorders and stuff. And it's just been um, really a humbling process. And uh, I'm just uh, really excited about um, that. I did that. I went ahead and I did this, wrote this book and it wasn't easy. I mean, I even got dropped on my, uh, I got dropped on my, with my first uh, publisher. Hmm. So, you know, and uh, they just said that my book had no direction. Uh, unfortunately, I had a, they assigned a ghostwriter to me who didn't do any work. He just took my money. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And he was giving me bruh, every excuse in the book, like, oh, hey, can I see a chapter? You know, because I would write stuff of pages around pages, but I was writing like, I was told just write whenever I feel, you know, and then send it to him and then he'll piece it together and make it work. And so I was doing this or doing like three hour recordings with him and, and trying to this, that, whatever. And I kept saying, well, hey, can I see this? And I, oh, you know, it's part of my process. I don't like to show my work till it's done. You know, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a writer thing. It's an artist thing. So, you know, I get it. It's cool. And uh, Walter Kern, uh, who is a great uh, writer, uh, I had he does the great Guthrie show every so often. And uh, I had read his book will let out and it was one of the things that inspired me to write a book so uh i was telling him like oh man you know it's like i got this real weird artisty uh ghostwriter because you know every time i ask him to see something he says it's part of his process not to show his work and he said uh no that's what uh, that's <laughs> wow. no uh, let me get has his printer been broken or has he been sick a lot and i was like yeah how do you know all this he goes yeah because he's not doing the work Wow, and I, I reached out to my uh, editor, and I was like, "I don't think he's doing the work, man." And so he was like, oh, "Let me check with him or whatever." And he demanded to see uh, a few chapters, and he had nothing to send him. He said that his computer drive had been erased. I'm like, "Yeah, the FBI with the FBI kicked in the door," yeah. um, you know. And so, but then it backfired on me because I was like, "Well, we need to get rid of that guy." And just give me a new uh, writing coach or whatever. And he, they just said, no, nah, you know what? Your book doesn't really have any direction. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. I, of course it doesn't. Like, the dude didn't do any work. Like, I just was following his directions. And uh, I said, but, I'll, you know, get my work back and I'll just finish it myself. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to go another direction. Thanks for your time. And, uh, you know, it, that was just kind of, but that kind of goes with the book. Like, that's been... Never accepting no has been a strong theme in my life. And uh, and I've been told no a lot, and the book talks about that. You know, there's a lot of um, getting punched in the mouth in this book. It's not a, a – um, there's not a lot of happy endings. There's just you continue to grow. And so, you know, and then I actually reached out to the, the shady – uh, ghostwriter and basically said, you have my work. I know you do. I sent it all to you and you need to either give it to me. I need to finish this. I'm going to finish it on my own, you know? And, uh, he was like, uh, actually I know, uh, uh I have a friend I've worked with or a, a guy I've worked with over at Postfield Press and maybe he might be interested in, in the work or whatever. And, uh, he's like, but I still don't have it. And I was like, okay. Wow. So I, yeah. Managed to find an old email, like I was hours digging through emails, and then I found the email, and um, I had a meeting with uh, Jacob and Alan over at Postal Press, and I told him exactly what happened, and I, my, I got an agent at that time, uh, Myra, and she was like, I think you told him too much, and I was like, I, I got to do this my way, 
you know, and that's the only way it's going to work. And they were like, they love my honesty. And they said, you know what, we'll roll the dice. And now they are uh, doing cartwheels over at Post Hill. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's really been, but that's kind of how life goes for me. It's always, you know, the first time wrestling was the same thing. Went the first time, got let go, you know, uh, and then came and, went, and then came back. So the, the biggest message is like, you're, we're all going to get fired. We're all going to get uh, bad news and have bad days and have people don't like us, but it's, uh, we're not judged by what happens to us. We're judged by our reaction. And so that's really the message of the book is like, it's your reaction that dictates how you're remembered and how people look at you, you know, because everybody, you, me, producer, everybody in the building that works today has gone through some personal hell of one kind or another, you know, well, and they, well, I don't yeah. want to cut you off, but I know you got a lot of people uh, waiting to talk to you. But Tyrus, uh, it, and, and again, the book's name is Just Tyrus, a memoir. And you may be surprised that it, it went number one and uh, and pleasantly surprised. I don't think anybody else is. Uh, anybody who knows you and knows your work and listens to your commentary, real, you're an interesting guy. You're a bright guy and well-rounded guy. You sound like you're a great guy, too. Congrats on all of this. And uh, it, it, the sky's the limit. And who knows? A film next after uh, after all of this. Do you have a social media site? Do you have a website? Oh, yeah. You can check me out. Uh, I have two. I only have two. Uh, I have uh, at Planet Tyrus on Twitter. Recently freed Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> and I have... <laughs> And yeah, bro, I don't want to tell you how many new like how many new followers I got since Elon bought the company. So yeah. looks like someone was turning some dials down on old Tyrus. But um, uh, wow. so yeah, uh, and uh, on Instagram it's Tyrus Smash, and they're both verified. If it's not a blue check, it's not me. I don't have TikTok or Snap or Facebook. Those are the only two forms of social media I have. And honestly, two is too too many. So that's that's where I'm at. Congrats once again. Tyrus, you're the best. Thanks for being here, and, and congrats, uh, congrats on the book and everything else. Uh, Tyrus has been our very special guest, and again, Just Tyrus, a memoir is the name of the book. It is a must-get. Get two of them. Get one for yourself. And get uh, someone who's uh, who's having a hard time, like you said, you know, a lot of a lot of turndowns in there, a lot of uh, a, a lot of moments of uh, of rejection and and everything else. Uh, yeah, he's he's put together an incredible life, and he writes about it. Uh, you know, painful um, process to. Um, uh, to to write about your book, I've written eight books, or and and co-written or co-written eight books and more uh, that haven't been out, but never a memoir. I got to believe that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, Just Tyrus is the name of his book, a memoir, and you know what a you know hey listen what a career. Another pro wrestler. I, I you know I'm I'm not a, a a big wrestling guy, but you know some of these wrestling uh, folks and wrestling professionals are. Uh, uh, are, are some of the most interesting guys, and you know, look, Jesse the Body Ventura went on to be governor, and uh, uh, you know, the, the Rock. I mean, and, and I don't even know if many people know he's a wrestler anymore or that he was a wrestler. What a great career, Tyrus. Uh, maybe uh, about be, uh, about to be the same uh, same thing, and uh, who knows where this book goes? It's number one right now, and it's. Uh, sky's the limit. Just it just was released, and it's it's selling like hotcakes. And uh, good for him. He sounds like a great guy. Uh, just Tyrus, a memoir. 
is the name of the book. Please get it. Frank McKay signing off. Uh, former bodyguard for Snoop Dogg and pro wrestler and uh, political commentator, Cyrus. Uh, Tyrus has been our very special guest. So just Tyrus, a memoir. Um, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.